0: Show you a report. It's a, a field report of all the things that God is doing right here through this church, through the organization also Mountain Child, which has its roots right here. This is the epicenter of it all. And uh, uh, we're going to share some things that God is doing. You're going to see some new projects, maybe some things that you've heard about. And we're just going to report back today. I've also got some scriptures that I want to share with you as we go through this, just to remind us the words that come from God and some through Christ in these readings of our role and our responsibility to take care of those who are in need. And uh, I I know that if you're here today and you've got a job and you've got a roof over your head and you've got food to eat, then you are in some of the top percent of the world's population in terms of being blessed. And, uh, Abraham recognized that he was blessed to be a blessing and, uh, the blessing that we have not only materially, but also spiritually in that we have been, uh, received by God as his children gives us not just the responsibility, but the privilege to share that blessing with the world. And so that's what we're going to look at here in, in just a moment, um, we're doing wonderful things locally here uh, in Suwon through our homeless ministry, through our orphanage ministry, and uh, those things are beautiful. I would encourage you to get involved if you can't travel across the world with us and on one of these trips. But if you can, I would, I would encourage you to come to Nepal or the Himalayas with us and celebrate what God has done. How many of you have been to Nepal with us? Several of you in here. We're going to continue to take regular trips, so if you want to go, just hold on, and one will be presented very soon soon. Okay, guys, let's go ahead and get ready for this presentation. We're going to go through it. I'll talk you through some of the slides. Again, this is a field report for uh, this year, or certainly the last part of this year. Most of the things that you're going to see in this presentation have happened in just the last few months. And uh, it's really remarkable, as I was putting this together, uh, really since almost Christmas time, um, to see how much has been accomplished right here through us as a congregation. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy seeing not only what your prayers have gone to, but also do you know that all of the the, the offerings and the tithes that come in here to the nations, 10% of that goes directly to projects just like you're going to see here. And I believe that the gospel is something that uh, is not just to be believed. I believe that there is action that needs to be taken with the gospel. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in intercession, but I have also learned that action is important, that we can we can pray on our knees, but sometimes we can also intercede on our feet and with our hands in going to those who are without certainly the gospel and those who are without some of the material things in bringing lasting hope and transformation to them. So with that, I'm going to hopefully click this and it's going to change the slide. Let's see if it works. It worked a little bit earlier. If not, There we go. All right. The first scripture that I want to look at is found in the book of Luke, chapter 10, verses 36 through 38. It says this. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened throughout the province of Judea. Um, this is actually the book of Acts. Sorry, that's wrong. This is Acts 10, 36 through 38. Uh, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. You know, there's something as we look into the ministry of Jesus Christ, there's something about doing good. I can remember as a very young boy, uh, a NFL football player, if, how many of you know what the NFL is, yeah? Uh, was passing through our town. I went to the, one of the events he was speaking at. His name was Rosie Greer, a famous lineman and um, a fa- famous uh, Super Bowl winner on multiple occasions. And uh, I really wanted his photograph. And so I snuck back in behind the stage where he was sneaking past the security guards. I was probably eight years old. I I managed to get back and I slipped a piece of paper underneath the door with his name on it and asked for his autograph. And I I slipped it underneath the door and I went back around the corner and I looked and certainly about five minutes later I saw it slip back out. I reached over there and I picked it up. Certainly his name was right there, Rosie Greer, but also these words, think of all the good you can do, then do it. And those words, even as a young boy, stuck in my heart. And I think that's a pretty good lesson for all of us. Think of all the good you can do, then do it. Jesus went about doing good. That's what we're going to see today. What Sometimes what it looks like to do good. One more scripture for you. First Samuel chapter 2 and verse 8. This is speaking of the Lord. He lifts the poor from the dust, yes, from a pile of ashes, and treats them as princes sitting in the seats of honor, For all the earth is the Lord's, and he has set the world in order. In the slides to come, you're going to see some poor people. You're going to see some destitute people. I'd like for you to remember this verse and how God looks at them. That his desire is to lift them to a place of honor, out of the dust, out of the ashes, and he treats them as princes. All right, the nation's missionaries, we're going to watch a short little video. Now, unfortunately, the video is cut off at the very end, so I wasn't able to get the full video content, uh, but I've asked them to, to record some more for us and hopefully send that through to us. But here's, here's, here's the Thompsons, and you'll see also their beautiful baby, Judith, and this is not the Thompsons, hold on. <laughs> All right, this is not what's happened to them in the last six months. Um, this is pretty dark, and unfortunately you can't see it, but these are mountains right here. There we go. And um, this is our headquarters. This is the guest house. This is the starting of the city of the Kathmandu, and uh, this is starting the foothills of the Himalayas. And the Thompsons live right in this area right here in our guest house, and that is where they operate from and conduct their activities. All right, let's see if we can get this to work. that 's where it cuts off, <laughs> so uh, I will I will tell you a little bit of their uh, what they 're involved in. Uh, Soyon just mentioned there, I hope you could hear it, but she has just started a art. Group for women who have been trafficked, and she's using art as a form of therapy to bring healing to their heart, to get down into some of those issues that are very difficult, and you can only imagine some of the abuse and the hurt that exists in their heart. And uh, she had her first meeting last week, and six women came. And uh, it was a wonderful start. I want you to please continue to pray <clears throat> for that group and for Soyon and John and for those ladies who have come out of that horrific scene that God really gets a hold of their heart and does something powerful, then as John mentioned, uh, he has been doing a Bible study with a group of monks from the local monastery, and they have wanted to learn English, and, uh, and so John asked, well, can I use the Bible as the method to teaching? They said, sure, we want to learn about the Bible, too. So every, actually two days a week, John meets with a group of of monks and uh, they come together and John has already gone, I think now three months, he's gone through the Old Testament, not reading the whole thing, but, but bringing out stories and... Um, one of the really neat ways that he's doing this, if you, if you're familiar with Tibetan, uh, culture at all, you'll know that many of the times they have what they call tankas, which are large paintings that go on the wall. And many times they tell the story of reincarnation. Well, there is a, a Christian resource group there in the Himalayas that supplies these, but tells the story of creation and the Bible in this art form. And so John has got these tankas on the walls and he's talking these monks through something that looks very, very familiar to them, but it's actually the story of God, the creation, the Old Testament. Now he's on to the New Testament tonka, and they are filled with questions about who Jesus is. They're coming back every week, and they want to know more. So please keep that meeting in your prayers. Look at this verse found in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 9. It says this, happy is the generous man, the one who feeds the poor. All right. This is one of the water projects that we have going on. Again, this is happening right here from the nations. Uh, this happens in an area. I wish you could see this. This border right here, this area right here is Tibet. This is the high Himalayas. Right just down this area is a mountain that's 28,000 feet, the eighth mountain, eighth highest mountain in the world. And this Dark area here is a valley and we've got a water project that is going on in show and also connected to another place that comes up on this map right here between show and low. This is about three kilometers, which requires pipe uh, that we have taken in. You'll see some of that right here. This is the ranch. These are the children of the ranch program. This is in Kathmandu. These children, or the ranch stands for Remote Areas of Nepal Children's Home. There are 21 children in that program. Uh, And this, what you see right here, are big spools of pipe and uh, there is 3 kilometers around these children of pipe and they are here sending this pipe back to the villages that these that they have come from they're sending them back to relatives and to places that they were rescued from and also they have an opportunity to pray and this is what they're doing right now they're praying over every inch of this pipe as it goes back to their village and people that with it not only does it bring natural water but it also brings living water and doors are open for the gospel. Here's a young boy praying over this pipe that it goes back to his village. Um, God will open the hearts of his relatives and friends back there. These children also have the opportunity to go back to the village several times a year. And when they do, they can share about Christ. The only way to get this pipe in is to carry it. All right. And so you're looking at about a seven day walk and these men are carrying these big spools of pipe and uh, you'll see the Mountain Child t-shirt right there. This is our national director of Nepal. And they're getting all of these supplies back in. Unfortunately, the pipe, the way it's configured, uh, if you'll know and you'll see in a few minutes, we have several donkeys now through our donkey program. But the pipe isn't able to fit and balance properly on the back of a donkey. So it requires these men to carry these heavy loads. They're in flip-flops yeah and uh, here again, about a seven day walk into the places that where this pipe needed to go. If we have any volunteers of anyone who would like to do that, we're looking for more candidates. all right here 's a lady. she carried pipe into the village as well. Don't want to leave the ladies out. <clears throat> uh, and here they are. This pipe is now being laid out and being buried. We had to wait <clears throat> until the fall until the winter passed so that we could bury it. The, the ground was too hard, and, uh, and all the village participated in this activity. The villages along the way, you can see that they're digging these trenches all the way through, and that had to happen for three kilometers. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 21 verse 13 says this, Whoever shuts their ears to the cry of the poor will also cry out and not be answered. You know, we have a responsibility to take, af- to take care of the poor. This is mandated by scripture. And uh, I think it's something that I'm so proud of that we're able to do as a church. Look at the next project. This is <clears throat> in the village of Gap. Again, this is a bit dark, but uh, Gap is located right here. It's just located out down in a very deep valley. Um, and this is a Actually I told them to bury this they didn't do it <laughs> they put it above ground but it's a water filtration tank and it's the first time clean water thank you very much it's the first time clean water has ever come to this region um and it's the first water project of its kind it's so exciting that we can be involved in this if you don't understand the importance of clean water hopefully it can it can it can it can help your understanding when you learn that half of the children in the Himalayas die before their eighth birthday due to contaminated water. So bringing in clean water is key in changing those statistics. Here we have the pipe coming down and this is actually a school project that I'll talk about in just a moment. And here is where the water is being delivered. Um, You'll see a picture of it right here. And uh, that's the end result of this water project with that tap or faucet right there. Uh, These are very tangible results that we're having right here as a church in some very remote locations. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 31 says this, whoever oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker, but whoever is kind to the needy honors God. This is a school project that we started back in December. It's come a long way in that time. This is the first school. Here's a little bit of a profile. You can see some of these high mountains. The valley comes right down in through here. And the school, if it showed up, is right located right down here. Um, uh, the school is the first in the region. And here it is, the school building. Very simple construction, uh, but it's starting to take in students um here the students are out in front of the building um and uh through our efforts here at the the nations and also with mountain child we're able to fund all the children uh, going to the school all of their food all of their clothing all of their materials uh fund the salary of two teachers for an entire year and uh, it's a wonderful project that again is something very new here's a very simple school building with a school simple desk uh, the teacher, and it looks like they're in their English lesson right now. Here are some of those students. Uh, the uniforms are also supplied by us. Just about everything you see in this picture is uh, come from from right here. Uh, you know, lunchtime at school, sometimes anywhere in the world is rough. Um, but uh, it looks like this boy is having a rough day. School food, I think. Yeah. And uh, here they are, some of those older students at work. They also have to maintain, They um, many of the children come from a four-day walk away. They have to live here at the school. It's a hostile environment, and they have to do their chores, wash their clothes. Here they are um, uh, getting water from that new source, wringing out their clothes. Some of these children, their stories are just so tragic and uh, so poor and destitute, uh, but we're starting to see that some lasting transformation take place through bringing education. Uh, this is, I was told just last week that the teachers who were here said that this was the first time, if you can believe this, that these children had ever had a bath, yeah, ever had their hair washed, and some of them probably about 11, 12 years old. And uh, they, they said it was a pretty interesting process of scrubbing uh, the first layer off. Yeah, Here they are in some clothes that were donated. And then this, again, is our national director. Uh, these are blankets that were donated by the North Face, if you're familiar with that, and Young One, a company here in Korea. And we were able to take about, well, I think there was 20 boxes of blankets that we were able to take in these areas. You can see by the type of jackets that they're wearing. It's a very cold region, and so these blankets are essential in the wintertime. And then right down here, it's a little hard to make out, but there's one of our mountain child donkeys. I'm not sure which one that is. Uh, verse uh, Proverbs chapter twenty eight verse twenty seven says this: Those who give to the poor will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes to them receive many curses. Here's our donkey project. I know many of you have been involved. We have uh, also run this campaign in many schools that are connected to teachers sitting right here. We also have a donkey naming option, so you can name a donkey after someone or yourself. I would encourage you to get involved in that project. No donkeys with the name Jack, okay? <laughs> all right. Here is, um, again, this mountain right here is 28,000 feet, just to give you a reference point. This is back where the donkeys start in a little village uh, at the end of the road called Aragat. And the donkeys have to travel all this distance to the very end, actually, it does keep going. And then they can go over a mountain pass that is right down here. That mountain pass is 19,000 feet. But from the starting point to here, it takes about 10 days. And they make this trip several times a month and back and forth. And what those donkeys are doing is bringing in school supplies. They're bringing in, if you saw the water construction, they didn't, weren't able to bring the pipe, but they were able to bring the bags of cement. Um, They're able to bring in medical supplies, uh, the blankets, many different things like that. And we're able to do much more with the use of those donkeys. Also, we can save a tremendous amount of cost because one of the high uh, costs in this area is transportation. And with our own donkeys, we can really minimize that and use them at will. All right. So here's one of those donkeys uh, loaded up and carrying. I'm not sure what's in there, but we have seven of them right now. And, um, a few more pictures. I don't have a lot of donkey pictures for you. Sorry, but, uh, here they are all crossing one of these very treacherous, uh, suspension bridges. And if you count them, there's actually seven there. And, um, here they are taking a little rest. Yeah. With their loads off. All right. Um, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17 says this, whoever, whoso, whoever is kind to the poor, lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. I want to encourage you, be kind to the poor. We're celebrating today what God has done in our midst and through our church. Health and hygiene training, this is paramount, again, to stopping the tide of death that is happening in these remote areas. And so we have now, we're we're scheduled to conduct four training sessions um, per year. Uh, we're actually doing 12 water projects over the space of the next two years And these health and hygiene trainings are happening in different districts throughout Nepal, the full length of it. And we're bringing people from remote areas, from villages and that are suffering uh, with with hygiene issues, and we're providing them a workshop and training, not just for themselves, but so that they can take this material back to the places that they've come from and bring real substantial change. Now, you might be saying, well, where is the gospel in all of this? And that's a great question to ask, and something that we have found, and I believe that is a strong model certainly given to us in the book of Luke, that as Jesus sent out the 70, he first told them to go and help meet the needs of those who were poor. Then after meeting those needs, they would find that their hearts were open to receive the gospel which he commanded them to preach. And I believe that it is a great model for us as well to go and first address their real physical needs then we find that through that process, their hearts are open to receive the good news and begin to build relationships with long-term workers in these areas that really foster opportunities to lead people into a a, a living experience and knowledge of Jesus Christ. And uh, our health and hygiene training also has a biblical component uh, in it, This shadow figure right here, I wish you could see this, but that is uh, John Thompson, who you saw in the video a little bit earlier. He's helped put this program together and implementing it. Here uh, just are some of the Nepali faces from those remote areas that have joined the training. Here is uh, one of our our, our national directors together with her husband and uh, some of the other uh, people who have come for this training program. There's John back there again uh, talking through a presentation on health and hygiene. You can just see this shirt right here, but this is one of the uh, Nepali water engineers that we have uh, contracted to help us in these projects in the remote areas, giving instruction. And then here are, I believe, about the 25, 26 graduates of this course. It happened over a week long period. And uh, they graduated with a certificate and now are back in the places where they've come from uh, bringing real transformation. First John chapter 3, verse 17 through 18 says this. But if someone who is supposed to be a Christian has money, enough to live well, and sees a brother in need and won't help him, how can God's love be within him? Little children, let us stop just saying we love people. Let us really, sh- really love them and show it by our actions. We believe in taking action. We believe in faith, but we believe in putting action to our faith. This is a Cheyun update. Now some of the slides that I'm going to show you here in this little section are very graphic. They're very difficult to see. So if you have, a, it revolves some of the medical things that we're doing. If you have a weak stomach and uh, shy away from certain medical things. You might just want to turn your head, close your eyes right now. It's just going to last for a few slides here. But Cheyun is um, the sister of this young boy. This is Gilsong. He is one of the young children in the ranch who was rescued from a very poor environment that without our intervention he would have died. And uh, he has become a strong prayer warrior. Uh, the next photograph this is his young sister. Chae Yun. Now, Che Yun, uh, this photograph was taken about nine months ago, all right? And a beautiful, healthy little girl. Um, something happened in the village, and we still don't know exactly. We suspect... Uh, the local witch doctor was involved in some practices uh, that led to a severe infection in her face and disfigurement. And the next picture you're going to see was taken about one month after this photograph right here. It's the exact same girl. This is what happened to her face, yeah? Um, and when we came across her story, um, also obviously connected to her brother who was in our program, um, we knew that we had to act quickly and immediately. The, one of the big problems is that her eyes were not able to shut um, and close and if you if you go on like that for very long you 'll lose your sight um, and so we had to get her down into. Uh, one of the hospitals in Kathmandu, uh, one of our workers went to her village, which is again about a seven day walk. Actually had to put her on the, uh, uh in the, on their back and carry her out and, um, take her to Kathmandu. And we were able to, uh, pay for her treatment and for this surgery process. It, there's gonna be several stages to this process. The first stage was just to release that tension around her face so that her eyes could shut so that she would not go blind and that she could keep her sight. And uh, many of you know Scott Smith who is also uh was a member here together with his wife Sarah of the Nations. They're now serving full-time in Nepal. Uh Scott and Sarah were both able to go into the operating room and video this. If you want to see the video, you can go online uh, on our video section of Mountain Child and actually see some of her story. Sarah is taking this photograph And here she is, um, um, prepared for the operation, Uh, a very successful, again, first step. Uh, Probably continue to get treatment for the next decade at helping to um, restore her as much as possible. This is her in recovery, together with his her mother. This was the first time they had ever been to the big city. It's the first time even the mother had ever seen a car. It's the first time the mother had ever been in any environment like Kathmandu. It was a shock to their system. They wanted to get back to the village as soon as they possibly could. They enjoyed life in the village, even with its harsh conditions. And then this photograph, oh, really dark. Sorry about that. Uh, I wish you could see her face. It, it is still disfigured through this um, scarring, but the eyes are able to shut completely. I don't know if the next photo will be any clearer. Um, no, unfortunately, but uh, um, at least we have prevented uh, her going blind. And uh, th- again, this is something that you as a congregation, are doing in this remote part of the world. And uh, I think you can take great confidence. You know, Pastor John, over the last several weeks, has been talking about generosity. And this is some of the extension and the fruits of our generosity right here as a congregation. I want you to see the tangible work that is being done and to have confidence in it and continue to get behind it and help carrying hope to these remote areas. Just a few more slides for you. James chapter 1 verse 27 says this, pure and genuine religion in the sight of God, the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. You know, uh, we can meet here on a chur- in a church on Sundays. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. We can have prayer meetings. We can do all kind of Christian activities, but we can't leave out caring for the orphans and the widows. It says that this is true religion, putting action to our faith. All right. Um, this is a, a really <laughs> difficult story. Um, this happened just three weeks ago. We discovered this. A yak for the future, I have entitled it. This family right here, extremely poor. Again, in a very remote region of the Himalayas, our national director was passing through this area and uh, learned of the really tragic story that the husband and the father uh, of these two children uh, was mute. He could not hear or speak and uh, suffered tremendously, but was able to do some farming to help provide for his family. Well, there was... Uh, um, I won't go into the details, but something with a local monastery, um, they bl- blamed, they've they always felt that, uh, that his condition was the result of evil spirits, and um, blamed him for a lot of the things that went wrong in that area, and suffering after year after year with that guilt and the village against him, um, just about two weeks ago, he took his own life, and he hung himself, and he left this family behind. And uh, they were already in a bad condition, but their condition just worsened tremendously. And so one of the things that we really felt to do was to step in and fund a project where we were able to buy a small little yak here. I wish you could see it better, but um, it is uh been given to his son his first son, which is very important in that culture, this yak will grow up with a boy, and it will really provide a living for him. He'll be able to get milk. He'll be able to get cheese. He'll be able to carry loaves with it. He'll be able to to uh, uh, use it for the village purposes in plowing, and it'll give this family a future. How many of you think that's a good project to be involved in, something just like that? Amen. And um, we're looking for other ways that we can get involved with this family and help their story. Um, Just one of thousands of stories so similar to this. But we can make a difference. We can do something. You are doing something. And um, I know the family was blessed. Again, this is our national director. And uh, handing over the little yak to the young boy. All right. All right. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 17 through 19 says this, Tell those who are rich not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which will soon be gone, but their pride and trust should be in the living God who always richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and should give happily to those in need, always being ready to share with others whatever God has given them. By doing this, they will be storing up real treasure for themselves in heaven. It is the only safe investment for eternity. And they will be living a fruitful Christian life down here as well. Paul's words to Timothy. This, I believe what's coming up is our last little story a Better Life. I have entitled it um, again, on the same trip that we were able to present this yak to the young boy, we came across this young boy and uh, completely abandoned. All right. We don't know his name. We don't know uh, really his story. The village that we found him in didn't share or provide any details or want to be associated with it at all. Um, uh, and asked if we could do anything to actually intervene and help. The boy is handicapped a little bit mentally, and his legs, unfortunately, do not work. All right, So he's just been living in a barn with animals for years and this is where we have been able to step in where right now have sent people to get him and to bring him to to Kathmandu to get him some medical attention to get him some special treatment it's just one of the projects where we really feel like we can provide a tangible hope um uh, um the the guys who took this photograph who were a part of the mountain child team said this guy was incredible at throwing rocks he could hit anything. He, he laughed and he interacted with them. Uh, they were able to hold him and really help care for him, clean him up. And uh, he he obviously was very excited about that. And so we're right now in the process of bringing him to Kathmandu to provide a better hope and future for him. We're really believing that someday, even, even if it's uh, through a healing in his body or if someone carries him back, he'll be able to go and, and tell his people the good news of Jesus Christ. That's what we're believing for. Finally, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22 through 24 tells us this. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with a full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the, to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Those are the closing words that I want for us as a congregation today. To spur one another to good works and good deeds. Wouldn't it be great if we just had a little healthy competition amongst our congregation of how much good we could do in this world. You don't have to travel to the Himalayas to do good. It can start right in your family. It can start right in your neighborhood. It can start at work. And it also involves in helping the poor and the needy. I want to encourage encourage you, spur one another, ask someone maybe uh, next time you see them, what are you doing to bring good works to those who really need it? Encourage one another in this process. That is our field report, our mission Sunday for today. You can bring the lights back up, guys, and uh, i 'm excited that we can be involved in something so tangible. You know the The gospel is going in just as strong as these water projects, as these schools, as these medical things that we 're involved in. Um, you, you heard that John Thompson, our church missionary right there, is meeting with monks. And, uh, Soyon is there meeting with the trafficked women, doing Bible studies. God is working profoundly to open doors. You know, some of those places are, 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 are so dark, but we have found that in that darkness, light shines so bright. And you just show up and begin to tell the good news of Jesus Christ and, uh, hearts can begin to open up. I, I'm, I just want to say thank you, uh, for your, your, your giving, for your support, for your prayers, for your dedication, for those of you who have been able to go as well. Let's keep it up. Amen. Let's keep doing good. Let's not forget those who are in real need and who are poor. I think one of the the greatest things that will calibrate your life, and this is something that I have had to, to learn and experience over the years as I have been in ministry, it's very easy to get into just a ministry rut, and It's something that, 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 that I don't want to get stuck in. And one of the ways that I have found to stay out of that rut where it's just ministry, ministry, ministry is to get down in the gutter and look poor people hurting people in the eyes. Something will keep your heart calibrated for hurting humanity that will keep you straight and not get you off into the side and into the, uh, the other areas that aren't meant for us as the kingdom of children of the kingdom of God to be involved in. I want to encourage you get where hurting people are. You don't have to look very far to find them. You can find them. It may not be someone who is as destitute as some of these people, but it could be someone who is hurting in their heart. And your kind words, your prayer, your encouragement can bring a real change to them. I just want to leave you with this. Um, we have a booth at the back. It's a mountain child booth, which is the, the instrument that we're using here as a church. It's the tool in our hand of how we're conducting this work in the Himalayas. Um, many of you have given. There is another way that you can partner with us. You can take one of these forms, and you can, you can sign up to give monthly to this work that you're seeing right here. You can also do it through the offering if you want to uh, mark on your envelopes for missions or for the Himalayas, and we're going to give this money directly into buying yaks, into getting medical treatment, into surgeries, into Bible translation projects. Uh, one of the things that we're doing in this area, how many have ever heard of Wycliffe, the Bible translators? Uh, Wycliffe has assigned two workers to Mountain Child, and they are working in this remote valley of Newpri to help bring lasting transformation through the gospel. They're there right now. That school I showed you, they were the ones who took those photographs. They're staying at that school in that remote location while they're they're working and helping those kids. uh, They're studying the local dialect of that language with a view for Bible translation. So the the gospel is getting into these areas. Amen? Amen? I'm so excited to be able to report good news. Jesus went about doing good. Let's do the same. Let's pray together this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your words that have come to our heart today. Lord, we thank you for... The wonderful life that you've given us, Lord, that you have blessed us with immeasurable mercy and grace and love. And Lord, we don't want to be just a pond that collects it all, but Lord, we want our lives to be rivers, rivers of living water, that as it comes out, it can, comes in, it can flow out and touch hurting humanity. Lord, I know that in my life, as I have faced problems, I have faced issues, that a a quick glance into the, the poor and the hurting has helped my heart tremendously. I've seen your great grace and blessings upon my life, God. As I look at those who are so destitute, Lord, let us see them. Let us remember them. Let us rehearse them. Let us dream about them, of strategies and ways and means of sharing your love with those who are hurting. God, I, I, I believe that it's so true that as, as we give to the hurting, something happens to our heart. We get blessed in the process. We get filled in the process. We get, we get so much more than we could ever give away. Father, thank you that you have, 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 have helped us and empowered us with the Holy Spirit to do these good works. Lord, let us do more. Let our vision grow Let a Holy Ghost-inspired burden fall deeply on our hearts that at times even makes us restless until more people are helped, until the hurting are brought hope through the good news of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in lives right here. Lord, maybe there are people who are hurting today who have stories that are just as tragic as the ones that we have witnessed or shortly heard about today. Lord, I thank you that you are a mender of broken hearts. Lord, that you bring healing to the lowly. Lord, that there is no pit too deep that your arm cannot reach down and save. Lord, you are a deliverer. You are a healer. Your servant Job cried out, God hears the cries of the afflicted. Oh, if your heart is hurting today, know that Jesus Christ is extending to you his great grace. Reach out, take a hold of him. Say, Jesus, I need you in my heart, in my life. And I believe that God will not only deliver you from whatever you're facing, but God will heal you, God will empower you, and God will use you as a great instrument of blessing to others. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in our midst, in our congregation, in our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.